0: Hello everybody, hola, hola a todos, how are you doing, como estas, how was your week, como estuvo tu semana I want to thank you so much for being here with us today, for enjoying our podcast, which is actually episode 14 And that is kind of a little related to our show today I I won't tell you what it's going to be about But I will tell you that if you want to find every single one of our episodes, you can go to our website, SpanishWithCarla.com. And also, you can find us on Facebook on our group and page, which is SpanishWithCarla as well. Do not forget, Carla is spelled with the K. K K-A-R-L-A. Carla, with the K. All right. So I hope you can go and join us and give us feedback, ask questions, send us any messages of something that you want to learn about. Give us more ideas for the podcast. You know, maybe I'm not thinking about what you need. And if you let me know, I can start working in a podcast to fulfill whatever you need to learn about. Okay. Well, and With no more for the to-do, I want to tell you that our show is about, guess what? Sha-la-la-la-la. It's about Valentine's, which is actually this week. Okay, so Valentine's Day, and it's so silly that today, episode 14 and Valentine's Day is on the 14th of February. Isn't that silly? I swear to you, we did not plan this, okay? This is Totally a coincidence, okay? So, we are going to talk today about Valentine's words. We're preparing you. What if your date is Latino or Latina, Spanish speaking? And even if they speak English, what if you want to just show off and try to throw a little bit of Spanish right there, all right? So, we want to share with you so you can celebrate this holiday also speaking a little more Spanish, all right? So, let's start uh, first, you know, saying Valentine's Day in Spanish. Okay, so remember it's going to be the opposite. In English, day goes at the end of the phrase. In Spanish, goes in the beginning. Dia. De. Remember, we always want to have that D-E. San Valentin. San means like the saint, right? So, Let's spell it for you even though you already know how to spell dia and de but it's it's dia as and dog I as an igloo with an accent a as an apple dia space de dia as and dog e as an elephant space sun and that's gonna be s and it's gonna be an uppercase remember most of Latin American countries are very Catholic so this is very important the word San or Santo or Santa or whatever that has to do with saints, you have to upper, use an uppercase. Same, I think it's the same in English too. So never mind me. So then it's going to be S as an as in Sam, A as an apple, N as an Nancy, space, and then V as in Victor. It's almost the same, but just listen to this: V as in Victor, A as an apple. L as in Lori, E as in Elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in Tomato, I as in Igloo, N as in Nancy. San Valentin. Now, do you see how in English we do Valentine's Day? You see how we use the apostrophe and the S? Okay. This is what the word de is doing for us in here. Okay? So that's the reason why, in Spanish, basically, when you say Dia de San Valentín, that that word de, D-E, is what is actually used. That's the function that the apostrophe S does. Okay? Dia de Navidad. You know what I mean? In, in that case, that's. That's exactly what it's doing. Okay, so now let's actually talk, uh, now that we know how to say Dia de San Valentín, let's learn how to say different words and phrases and stuff that are related to the celebration. So you're not only celebrating love, but you are also celebrating friendship, right? So love, as you know, maybe you remember, I don't know, but I'm still going to spell it for you. Love, just the word pure love is amor. A as an apple, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, R as in Robert. Amor. So if you want to say my love, you are going to use the possession form, which is me. M as in Mary, I as in igloo. Okay? And that is mi amor, my love. Okay? So if you want to call somebody my love in Spanish, you say mi amor. Now, what happens, I'm not saying that you're going to have multiple loves as per a bunch of girlfriends and boyfriends or people. I'm talking about, what if, say, when I, I'm talking to both of my kids, right? In, in Or if you have two kids, and you're going to call them both, hey, my loves, you know, like in plural. In Spanish, you say the same form that you use to say, you know, the possession form. But instead of only saying M-I, you're going to say M as in Mary, I as an Igloo, S as in Sam, to make it plural. Mis amores. Because it has that R, remember, that we have learned on the professions. So, because it's an R, we're going to add ES to make it plural, okay? And this would work with any word. This is not related, but I'm still going to teach you so you know how you can use it, okay? Mi casa, mis casas, if I'm talking, if I have many houses, right? Mi uh, cocina, mis cocinas. You see what I mean? You can use this a lot. Okay? Okay. So now, so we're celebrating love and friendship. So how do you say friendship in Spanish? No, you don't say amigo. That's that's friend. And I'm going to teach you how to spell it in a little bit. Friendship, you say, a as, you say amistad. That's friendship. A as an apple. M as in Mary. I as in igloo. S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as in apple, D as in dog. Many people in most of um, Spanish-speaking countries, they say, Día de el amor y la amistad. You know, many people don't use Día de San Valentín. Many people use Día del amor y la amistad. Okay, and you know that E is that Y that means end, right? Like A and D. So you can you can use either or to refer to this to this day, right? So be, you might just want to say Dia del Amor because you care about your couple, but you don't care about your friends. No, just kidding. You just want to just talk about it like that, right? Maybe people that are, you know, kids, most of kids in school when they're, okay, bring some little treats to to celebrate Dia de la Amistad, because they want to think that the kids, when they're very young, don't have boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh, are they wrong? Kids start young nowadays, guys. I'm telling you. Okay. So now let's, we already learned how to say amor y amistad, which is love and friendship, and Dia de San Valentín. Now, how do you say, I love you? Okay. So we talked about it. Uh, I think in a previous podcast, I'm not sure, maybe it was just a conversation with with my friends, but I need to explain to you these things. There's different types of love. Like we say in English, we only have I love you, which which you can say to, to your couple, to your kids, to your friends, to your coworker that just brought you a really nice steamy cup of coffee. You can say, oh my God, I love you forever. Yeah. Okay. You use the same phrase. Okay. Now, in Spanish, you if you are telling I love you to somebody that is really close to you, I would say that the only loves that I would put on this category, of, of course, this is your life, so you can decide who you you offer this this term to, right? But I would say only, you know, like your couple, you know, your partner, your your spouse, your, you know what I mean, your parents if you have that good relationship with them uh really close not everybody but you know i'm just saying uh your kids you know your kids your your children uh maybe some people are really close grand grandfather or grandmother um this is a term that means more like that I guess you can say unconditional love. I want to put it like that. So uh, to these people, you say, te amo. And that spell is two words. And it's T as in tomato, E as an elephant. That's one word. And remember what I've told you before. When you see te, you really are saying to you, you know. Ad- so basically, it doesn't. You don't need to say tu amo if you want to say you. You say te amo, and that means basically to the person that you're basically telling the, the phrase or pointing at or whatever. So T as in tomato, E as in elephant, space, A as in apple, M as in Mary, O as an Oscar. And, okay, so now let's talk about this other type of love that you love your friend. You love your cousin, your aunts and uncles, uh, your coworkers—just people around that you love, but it's not as intense, right? As the te amo, and that is te quiero. And I think we—I'm sure we have talked about this before, but let's spell it again for you: T as in tomato, E as an elephant, space, because again, you know that te means to you, to the person you're talking. To, okay, not the person you're talking about. The person you are talking to, okay. Te space Q as in Quebec, U as in umbrella, I as in igloo, E as an elephant, R as in Robert, O as an Oscar. Te quiero. Now, I'm going to be very specific. If I wanted to translate these these two words literally to English, this would be more like, I want you. You know why? Because quiero means want. Okay? But at the same time, quiero means it's another type of love. It also means I love you when you're my friend. Or you are, you know, my coworker or people that you care about, but it's not that unconditional love that you express when you say "te amo." Okay. Now, if you're talking about telling somebody that you want them, also on that sense, you can also say "te quiero," but it's an, it goes on another context. You see what I mean? So also, if you wanna say. If you want to tell somebody that you want something, okay, let's say you want to tell somebody, I want chocolate, because we already know all those words, so we're going to make it easy, okay? Quiero chocolate. So that's what you would say, quiero, you don't need to say yo, because when you say quiero, it's already within, it's already obvious that you're talking about yourself. Quiero chocolate. Okay, now let's let's conjugate this word because this is important, and I want to go back to amo also so I can show you. Okay, so you know that you can say to your your very, very important person in your life, te amo. How would you ask them, do you love me? Ah, I think that's important too, right? Okay, so this is the way you would do it. You see how when you want to say to you, you say, te amo. If you wanna ask, you say me, which is spell. Don't confuse it with the possessive word, which is M-I. Okay? This is a different word. I know it's getting confusing, but that's all right. You're learning more words, and we're gonna practice enough that you will become a master. Okay? So me, which is M as in Mary, E as an elephant, space. M, I mean, A as in apple, M as in Mary, A as in apple, S as in Sam. Me amas? Question mark. That's the way you would say, do you love me? Okay. Me amas? That's what you would say. And then the person would answer, yes, no, whatever. Um, So... It would be really important to conjugate the verb love, and I think we are going to do it. I don't know if we're going to do it with quiero as well, because that's going to be another podcast with other um, verbs, but I do want to conjugate love, okay? So, yo amo, tú amas, remember, me amas, tú me amas, right? Remember that one? You don't need to say tú, you just say me amas. Okay, él ama, ella ama, nosotros amamos. Okay, and that's gonna be A as an apple, Emma and Mary, A as an apple, Emma and Mary, O as an Oscar, S as in Sam. Okay, and I forgot to spell when you're saying ella ama, él ama. It's going to be only A-M-A, okay? And when you say tú or or me amas or tú amas, is A-M-A-S. Sorry, I, I forgot to spell that for you. But I, I figure you're super smart, and I didn't think you really needed that. It was kind of, I said, nah, they don't need it. But then I thought, well, let's do it, just in case. So then ellos, let's because we did nosotros, which is we, right? Nosotros amamos. Ellos, which is they, ellos aman. If we want to say ellas aman, it's the same. The verb doesn't change, okay? Ellas aman. Ellos, I mean, ustedes, which is you in plural, right? Ustedes aman. So, it's just m a. A-M-A-N as in Nancy. When we're talking about they and you in plural, it's going to be the same word, aman. Ellos aman, ustedes aman. Okay? So, just, just to give you an idea, this is a regular verb. Therefore, it's going to be easy. The con- if you think this is hard, no. Just remember... The verb uh, soy uh, sedia that which is like uh, one of the hardest verbs to conjugate. There's few irregular verbs in Spanish, so don't worry. It won't be so hard for you. And we're going to start going, probably start sharing more vocab, probably five vocabulary words and five verbs. That way you can start picking up more stuff. All right? Okay. So, te amo, te quiero. And also you can use quiero as per se. Quiero chocolate. Quiero comer. Quiero, you know, whatever. I want, I want, I want, you know, and also I love you to somebody that is not too close to you. Te quiero. Okay. So now after we learn about that, how do you say, I like you? So you just went your first day and your first date, and it was really cool. And you definitely want to see this person again, so you don't want to be very direct, right? You don't want to say, "Oh, I love you" or stuff like that. But you can say, "You know, I I like you." This is a kind of very informal way to say, "I really want to see you again," right? Because you you like the person, you had a good time, but you don't want to be very like super mega expressive. Why the person goes like, Ugh. so? You want to say I like you, you know, the same way I like my shoes. No, just kidding. <laughs> I just, you know, it's a way informal way to say, Kanda, I want to see you again. So you just say me gustas. Okay, me gustas. Remember that possessive form. M as in Mary, E as an elephant, space, G, as in golf, U as an umbrella, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as an apple. Es as in Sam. Me gustas. Tú. You don't need to say that. I'm just telling you so you understand you're talking about the you person. You know? Me gustas. How do you ask if they like you? Can you kind of have an idea of how would you say that? At least I think you can imagine what is going to be. Okay. So, me gustas. Now, if you want to ask, do you like me? Then you say, te, t as in tomato, e as in elephant, space, gusto, g as in golf, u as an umbrella, s as in Sam, t as in tomato, o as in Oscar. It doesn't matter what gender you are. If you want to ask somebody if they like you, you say, te gusto? I know it's totally different than English. Just, just learn it, and little by little, it's going to get stuck in your head. Believe me. And don't, so then, te gust, uh, me gustas? I like you. Te gusto? Do you like me? Okay, so that's another way. Now, also, how about if you, if you are far away from your person? What if you guys work in different cities, states, countries, galaxies? Nah, just kidding. No galaxies. But, you know, so how do you tell them I miss you? You're sending this email and because it's Valentine's or this card and this person speaks Spanish and you want to say, I miss you. Are you ready? T as an tomato. Y as an elephant, T again. Space. Extraño. Um, to me, that sounds like a nostalgic word just by itself. You know, just the word is nostalgic. Uh, so anyways, uh, that word also has more stuff in it that I'm going to tell you. Um. So E as an elephant, X as in xylophone, T as in tomato, R as in Robert, A as an apple, Ñ, O as in Oscar. So, that is going to be, when you want to tell somebody, it doesn't matter what gender this person is, you still say, te extraño. Te extraño. Now, how do you say, do you miss me? Can you guess? Yep. So, you're going to use the word with the M as a Mary, E as an elephant. But then the word extraño is going to change because now, te extraño is I do. Now, when you say, me extrañas... You're talking you. You're talking about the you, the second singular person, which is you. So it's going to be me. M as in Mary. E as an elephant. You're talking about yourself when you say me. You see what I mean? I hope this is not very confusing. And then space, and then E as an elephant. X as in xylophone. T as in tomato. R as in Robert. A as an apple. ye A as an apple. Es as in Sam. Mextrañas. Me Do you miss me? Textraño. Te extra- uh, te I miss you. Mextrañas. Me Question mark. Do you miss me? Okay. I know it's going to take a little bit, but you're going to get there. And unfortunately, we probably cannot spell all the verbs that we're going to be using, but we're going to get to that. So don't, don't worry. Now, Let's talk about different things, objects, gifts, you know, things. Of course, you know already the tarjeta because we learned it in Christmas. So, in this case, you can say um, the same word, tarjeta, which is a card. And remember, you need to add de, because you need to say what is this card about, tarjeta de San Valentín. That's a way to say it. You already know San Valentín is like Valentine's, okay? And you can also say tarjeta de amor. When this is a romantic card, right? Tarjeta de amor. Now, if you're sending the card to your friend, how are you going to say? Tarjeta de amistad. Okay? So, this is kind of, you already knew this word. That's why I'm not spelling it. But... I guess I guess I can do a fast spelling and it's going to be in Spanish. So open your ears. T A R J E T A. Tarjeta. Okay? And I want to tell you that all the all the the T sound that you hear is t as in tomato. Just because sometimes it can get confusing. So Like I said, tarjeta de San Valentín, tarjeta de amor o tarjeta de amistad, depending what your purpose of celebration is, okay? Now, how about if you want to give flowers to somebody? How do you say flowers? Are you ready? F as in Frank, L as in Lori, O as in Oscar, R as in Robert, E as an elephant, S as an Sam. It is sort of similar than English, but you just say flores. Now, flores means flowers. If you are speaking about one single flower, you should say, and I'm sure you can guess this based on everything that we have practiced in the previous podcast. When a singular word ends in an R, you add E S. So by logic, if the plural is flores, what does singular be? Well, if you said flor, you got it right. F as in Frank, L as in Laurie, O as in Oscar, and R as in Robert. Flor one, una flor. Muchas flores. Okay? Many people give that and as a Valentine's gift, so I wanted you to know how... Now, if you want to say rose, like specific, most of people give red roses in Valentine's, so I'm going to teach you how to say that, too. So it's going to be... You already know how to say red, okay? And the way you say rose is R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, and A as in Apple. So... Rosa, rosa. And because rosa is a feminine word, the gender is feminine, then you say rosa, roja. If you're talking about multiple roses, then you say rosas, rojas. Remember, red is one of those colors that is going to change or adapt gender and number according to the subject that they are describing another color that does that is yellow amarillo okay like i said not every color does that most of colors stay the way they are but red red is one of those that um would do it rojo so rosas rojas means red roses okay you got it so what if i say Quiero rosas rojas for valentines. Okay. Yep. You can say that too. You know, demand your red roses. Huh? No, just kidding. Okay. But now you know how to say things like that. All right. Quiero flores. I want flowers. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the next one. And the next one is... And this is not because you're going to say, but, okay, so heart. So how do you say heart? Corazon. And this is spelled C as in cat, O as in Oscar, R as in Robert, A as in apple, Z as in zebra, O as in Oscar with an accent, and N as in Nancy. Corazon. Now. There is, it's very common in the same way that we use in in English saying sweetheart, right? Okay. I always, not always, but many times, I call my kids corazón. It's kind of the same as saying sweetheart. Okay. But we just say like that. Oye, corazón, whatever. It's the same. So, it might be, you know, that in Valentine's, the heart is the basically main symbol of Valentine's. That's the only reason why I wanted to, to show you how to say it. Also, <clears throat> because you might have somebody that you go and they say, hey, corazón, and then you're going to be like, why is this person? Well, it's normal, okay? In Spanish, if somebody calls you corazón, there is something good, Okay? Also, you know that corazón means actually the real, you know, the real meaning is heart, which is the machine that keeps us walking and moving, right? Your heart is the same exact word. Now, how do you make corazón plural? Can you guess that one? I'm sure you can because it ends in a consonant. You need to add E and S. Corazones, right? Corazones. That means multiple hearts. And you might need to say that, oh, I need to cut some corazones for the Valentine's party and put them on the wall or whatever, right? <clears throat> or to send the kiddo some little treats for to share with his friends or whatever, her friends or his friends. So, you know, corazón, corazones. En la Cassette, when I'm calling both of my kids to come for dinner many times, I go, corazones dinner, because that's just the way it's used in Spanish. So like I said, somebody calls you Corazon. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl or whatever. It does not matter. It's still going to be Corazon. I mean, I'm trying to say if you're wanting to say Corazon to a girl, you don't need to go Corazona. No, that's not right at all. So it always stays Corazon for any gender. All right. I'm trying to cover the stuff that I think that you might go like, oh, so what if he's a girl? So do I say Corazona? I don't know. But I'm just trying to remember the questions that I asked myself when I was trying to learn English. Okay, now the easy one that you already know and you have learned it like a hundred times is chocolate, which is spelled the same way. And is said chocolates. um, Chocolates. Um, and like in plural, you say chocolates. It's very common that people give chocolates and, you know, you know, candy, whatever. So chocolates. Now, if you want to give somebody a box of chocolates, if you want to be very specific, say you go to a store, they only speak Spanish, and you are looking for a box of chocolates because you want to give that to your date. So you say, what is the word that you learned that also means Love. You say, quiero una caja de chocolates. Okay, let's spell box for you. And you say una because it's just, because box is feminine, caja. And also because you're not looking for a specific, you just want a box of chocolates, right? They're going to take you to whatever department, then you can pick the one that you really want. It's going to be, quiero una and then, U-N-A, of course, caja. C as in cat, A as an apple. J as in John, A as an apple. Super easy. Una caja, okay? A box. De, you know that one. No, I don't need to spell it. Chocolates, okay? It's the same word, chocolate, we don't know then. So, chocolates. That is very easy, okay? Caja is a word that, like you said, like I said, it it means box, and it is never going to change. The only thing that, if you need multiple boxes, is going to be cajas because it ends in a vowel, which is a, right? So that's another thing that you can that you're learning how to say. You see, you're learning a bunch of phrases. Um, the next one that I want to talk about is going to be Romantic. So let's say you already know how to say dinner because we learned that two podcasts ago, right? Remember that I taught you how to say breakfast, lunch, and dinner and blah, blah, blah. So let's say you want to ask somebody, you know, to to go for a romantic dinner. Okay, so that would be cena, which you already know how to spell, so I'm going to spell it in Spanish. C-E-N-A. So, romántica. So, basically, it's the same spelling as in English. Romantic, you just add an A. So, why? Why do you add an A? Because the word cena, which is the word we are describing, is a feminine word. La cena. So, if you want to say a romantic dinner, you say una cena romántica. I do not feel like I need to spell romantic since it's the same spelling as in English. All I'm saying is add an A because you're speaking about the dinner. Now, what happened if I want to say this guy is very romantic? Now I'm not talking about the dinner, okay? I'm talking about this guy that is a very romantic guy. So because the guy is a male gender. I'm going to say, say I'm talking about, I don't know, whatever name, John or whatever, Pepe. I don't know, whatever. Pepe is romántico. Why? Because my subject now is a male. You see what I mean? When we said cena romántica, it ends in an A because we're talking about a word that has a female gender. uh, cena, la cena. Una cena romántica. Pepe es romántico. You see what I mean? So you can use this word not only to uh, to say I want a romantic dinner, but also to describe people. You know, what do you think? Do you think that there's still a lot of romantic people in this world? Or do you think that that's kind of dying away with years and all that? Uh, everybody just being like in the distance with all those internet communications. And I I wonder if you actually got to write a letter that you actually sent on the mail. You know, that's the way I used to communicate with my friends and I'm telling you how old I am, but you know, that's it, it was, it had the nostalgia to it. You know what I mean? And now you want to communicate. You just go to your computers and an email, what's your fonts and then email a text, whatever much easier. But at the same time, it was kind of kind of romantic, you know, to write a letter, put some perfume in it, and then send it. Put it, take it to the post office and send it in the mail. You know, I think that that stuff is kind of kind of gone with the wind, right? <laughs> so, anyways, um, so we already know how to say uh, romantic dinner, cena romántica. And um, and also, if somebody is romantic, like a guy, then is Pepe is romantico. How about if we're talking about a woman that we want to say that she's romantic? Can you guess that one? Let's say Lucia is romántica, okay? Because again, our ob- uh, subject is a, a a feminine gender. You know, it's, it's a lady, a girl, whatever. Okay, so we have learned the that, and now let's say how let's learn how to say date. Okay, okay. So when we're talking about a date, when you take somebody, you know, for dinner or whatever, then this one is called cita, and you spell it c as in cat, i as in igloo, t as in tomato, a as in apple, cita. Okay, so this is the thing with with this word, okay? Cita means date, and we can say also una cita romántica. And that means, you know, a romantic date, whatever. So you can say una cita romántica. Now, I don't want you to get confused with this. Again, you know, uh, the word cita also means in Spanish appointment. So, if you want to go and make an appointment with your doctor, right, like a doctor's appointment or whatever, you also call it cita. Quiero una cita con el doctor. You see what I mean? So, if you hear something about a doctor and a cita, don't think that they're asking you you want to go to the date with a doctor, okay? <laughs> Sorry. So, You can use this word in these two different ways, okay? It means appointment, but it also means date. So, if you need to make an appointment with the estilista to get your hair done, it's going to be, quiero una cita con el estilista or la estilista, whatever the case might be, okay? So, again, cita, date, but it can also be used as appointment, Okay? Um, let's go with the same one, next one, which is how to say friend. I know we already have touched on this, so I'm not going to go too, too, too deep into it, but friend, you say amigo, if it's a guy or amiga, if it's a girl, um, I, it's more common than ever nowadays, even in, I mean, in Latin American countries that when our friends don't identify as either or then they say amigue you remember that okay but this is the thing on this conjug- on this way to spell this word it's going you ha- you're you're going to have to do the rule as g and then u as an umbrella E as an elephant amigue now when you spell amigo and amiga you only do a as an uh, uh, apple m as an mary I as an igloo, G as in golf, and O as an Oscar, or A as an apple, okay? The only reason why we are adding the U is because the only way that G sounds, the G sound in Spanish, you know, to say amigo, is adding the U. Okay, let me tell you. you, if you would write... Ami, amige, without the U, it would sound amige. Okay. And that's another whole different podcast. But I just want you to know how to spell it in case that you need to do this. So, amigo, amiga, amige. And if this, if it's plural, you know that you just add an S at the end of the word in all three cases. Okay. Now, let's go with girlfriend and boyfriend, and I know we already did it too, but I'm still going to spell it for you. It's so easy. Okay. So girlfriend and boyfriend. Girlfriend is novia. Same word is just going to change the last vowel, the last um, letter of the word. So it's N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, V as in Victor, I as in Igloo, O as in Oscar, if that's uh, a a guy, and A as an Apple, if it's a girl. Boyfriend, novio, girlfriend, novia. And I remember we made that joke that I told you about my my customer or something that that wanted to translate that her uh her uh wife's girlfriends, and then he came and told me that his wife had gone with his novias, with her novias somewhere, and and he, he meant to say girlfriends, and he was just translating exactly by, you know, exactly how the, the exact translation, not in every circumstance that work. Like I said, in many, many occasions, you cannot translate exactly because it, you're not going to mean the same. Okay. So in this case, uh, if you want to say uh, girlfriends or, you know, like your best friend, you're going to say mejores o mejor amiga. Mejor is M as in Mary, E as an elephant, J, O as an Oscar as and Robert, mejor, which means best, right? So, mejor amigo, mejor amiga, all right? Now, the next one that I have for you is going to be wife and husband, okay? And I know we already did this one too, but we're still going to do it. So, because you're supposed to love your wife and husband, right? So, wife is esposa. E as an elephant, S and Sam, P as and Paul, O as an Oscar, S and Sam, and O as an Oscar. Esposo and Esposa just ends with the A. Esposo, esposa. Okay. Now the this one um, that I uh, the next word is going to be fiance. Okay? And this word in Spanish is spelled. Prometido or Prometida, depending on the gender of the person you're talking about. P as in Paul, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, E as in Elephant, T as in Tomato, I as in Igloo, D as in Dog, and then you add an O or an A, depending on the case. Now, this word actually comes from promise, you know, which is promesa, promise, promesa, and uh, prometido is a person that gave you or promised you that is going to be with you. You see the kind of relation between among the words. So when you uh, propose to somebody, it becomes your prometido or prometida, which is fiance. And again, in English, it's only one word to say both. But in in Spanish, is in this case Spanish is going to be um, just changing the last uh, letter of the word. Okay. And so let's talk about the, you know, that in Valentine's, a bunch of people get engaged, right? Hey, guys, you need to become like more original, Why right? Always in Valentine's. No, just kidding. Um, it's, it's the most romantic thing, right? Just get engaged in Valentine's and then plan the wedding and all that. So engagement is called, is said in Spanish, compromiso. Compromiso. And this word also means commitment, okay? Like if you wanted to translate the word compromiso, specifically in English would be commitment. But the compromiso means the act of two people getting engaged. So this is another word that you are going to be able to use in two different ways, okay? All right, so let's spell compromiso. It's going to be a long one, so get ready. C as in Cat, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, B as in Paul, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, I as in Igloo, S as in Sam, and O as in Oscar. Compromiso. This is not going to change with with gender because this is just talking about the event itself. Okay? So, Let's say, for example, the engagement, the compromiso, el compromiso has two people, right? So then if you're talking about the guy in this case, right, would be prometido, and if it's the girl, you say prometida. Whatever, you adjust your uh, words, you know, according to your specific situation, right? But I wanted to say that one because it, this is, very common that happens in in Valentine's, and that's the proposal, right? When you propose somebody, and in Spanish you also say that uh, that word very similar, and it's proponer. P as in Paul, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, P as in Paul, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy, E as in Elephant, R as in Rabbit. That is the infinite um, version of the word, basically you know like propose so proponer um so basically you use this word when you're going to say somebody i'm going to propose to my person right then you say in spanish voy a proponer matrimonio okay proponer matrimonio so Let's spell that word, which means basically like wedding. So, basically, like the act of getting married. That's what is matrimonial. Emma and Mary, A as in apple, T as tomato, R as Robert, I as in igloo, Emma's and Mary, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy, I as in igloo, O as in Oscar. I need air. Okay. So, this is a long word, okay? Long as a marriage. No, nah, just kidding. Nothing against marriage. Um. So, anyways, matrimonio is actually the, as if you're talking about somebody that had been a couple for many years, you can say, uh, han sido matrimonio por, I don't know, 20 años, 10 años, you know, whatever. So, the word matrimonio, is what comes after all these proposal and engagement and blah blah blah. Okay. Um now what happens if let's talk about like when you're single, okay? Which is what you want to prevent when you're in Valentine's, right? You wanna find somebody single? Let me show you how to say it. What if you go to a bar or to a restaurant or to whatever, and somebody asks you, Oh, um, who are you here with? or something on that sense, you know that they're trying to find out your your civil status, right? If they know you're married or what that. You can say, very easy. You know this word already. Soy soltero. If you are a girl, you say soy soltera, okay? And this is spelled S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, L as in Lori, T as in tomato, E as in elephant. Are as and rabbit, and you put an a or a no according to your gender identification. Okay, soy soltero, soy soltera. If you're gonna go to a cruise and you're you're trying to get uh, meet somebody, learn these words very well. <laughs> you're gonna need it, okay, just to let them know that you're not, you know, committed with anybody. Okay, soy soltero. How do you say I'm married? Hey, you might need that too. What if somebody's there flirting with you and that's not your interest? You just happily, happily married and you don't want anything with anybody. Then you say, oh, soy casado. Oh, soy casada. That's easier than soltero, okay? It's easier to spell. C as in cat, A as in apple, S as in Sam, A as in apple, D as in dog, and you put an O or an A depending on your gender identification. So, casado or casada. Easy peasy. Now, how about if you want to say you're divorced because that can be useful too, right? Divorciado. I'm going to spell that for you and I'm going to tell you also that you, uh, it, it also changes with your gender, right? So, it's D as and dog. It's almost like in English, divorced, divorciado. D as in dog, I as in igloo, V as in Victor, O as in Oscar, R as in rabbit, C as in cat, I as in igloo, A as in apple, D as in dog, and O as in Oscar, or A as in apple. And that's super hard to spell, just as hard as divorces, right? Actually, So, divorciado, soy divorciada, or soy divorciado. That can be useful too. OK, um, and we have a bunch of other ones, but I don't want to bore you with so many. OK, well, I guess I'm going to give you another one just in case that this is your case. How about if you're a widower? Like I'm a widow. OK, well, that you say is super easy. OK, soy viuda or viudo. V as in Victor, I as in ice cream or igloo. U as in umbrella, D as in dog, O as in Oscar or A as an apple. So just remember that in this word in Spanish, the way you spell it is the way you say it. So don't eat these these, uh, vowels. It's going to be viudo, viuda, okay? Be sure that you pronounce all, you know, the I and the U. And that's the way you say I'm a widow. And now let's learn how to say, would you like to go for dinner? Okay, you ready? Take notes. Okay, so you want to invite somebody, and you want to ask if they want to go. ¿Te gustaría? Okay, we're not going to get very deep on this, okay, because we're almost done. But I want to tell you that when you use would, do you remember that word gustas? and It's the same word, but now we're adding the would into that verb, okay? And like I said, I'm not going to go deep on it. Just memorize for now, and I'm going to bring you that up later on, Okay. Te gustaría, T-E, as you know, and then space, G asen golf, U as in umbrella, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, E as in apple, R as rover, I asen in uh, igloo with an accent, A as in apple. That means, would you like, te gustaría, and then ir a cenar, ir means go. It's the, the infinite ver, uh, form of the verb that means go, okay? So, ir. Te gustaría ir a cenar, which you know that cenar means dinner, okay? Why do we use the A in there? It's just this, it's just um, like a, another article before the, the, ver- the other verb, okay? And this is because this sentence has tons of verbs. Okay, te gustaría ir a cenar. Again, it's going to be hard to understand this one because we haven't covered a lot of them, but I want you to know how to invite somebody for dinner. Okay? Now, love is not all peaches and, and, and roses and all these. How about if you want to say that you guys broke up? Easy. Terminamos. In Spanish, then basically, you, you would translate it literally. It would be, we finished. Okay, but that's the way everybody says it in Spanish. Terminamos, you know? So T as in tomato, E as in elephant, R as in rover, M as in Mary, I as in igloo, N as in Nancy, A as in apple, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Terminamos. And we're talking, you're talking about two people. That's why that's the plural. And I'm not going to go into the the singular and all that because we don't have a lot of time. But I'll teach you later. Okay. So, what if, you, if somebody asks you how was your date, and you want to say, "Oh, it was boring." Okay, aburrida. Okay, that word means boring because it, it, you're saying aburrida because the date or or cita is a feminine gender word. You remember that? So, ¿Cómo estuvo tu cita? Aburrida. That means boring. A as an apple, B as a boy, you as an umbrella. Aras Rover, as Rover, I as in igloo, D as in dog, A as an apple. If you're talking about how was this guy? Como era Pepe? And you want to say that he was really boring? How are you going to say? You know this already. Aburrido. Because now the subject is masculine. So your date was aburrida, but Pepe was aburrido. And Carlita was aburrida. You know what I mean? So just remember that your A and your O's learn how to apply them according to the situation or the person you're talking about, okay? And, okay, how about if everything is so bad and you just want to tell somebody you hate them? <laughs> hey, you never know. I want you to have all the tools you need. How do you say that? You say, te, you know that, T as in tomato, E as an elephant, odio. I mean, that's kind of... De- the major leagues, right? But I'm still gonna give you the tools. The odio, you tell somebody that is like really mean or or whatever. So O as an Oscar, D as a dog, I as an igloo, O as an Oscar. This is not going to change with anything, okay? If it's a guy, a girl, a thing, it's always gonna be odio, and that means hate. Okay, so I can tell you, yo odio liver and onions. Okay, you know what I mean? Yo odio, you know, whatever thing. It doesn't matter. Um, It, it does not matter what gender, what thing. If it's a person, if it's a thing, it's always going to be odio. And if you're telling that to a person, you're going to say, te odio. Okay, so you know that. Te amo, te odio, te quiero, many things. okay. Well, guys, unfortunately, time goes really, really fast when you are having fun and I'm having so much fun here, you know, talking to you and sharing the Spanish uh, with you and just kind of trying to to help you learn Spanish, and I really appreciate that you guys have taken the journey of learning Spanish with us. We we greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it, and we hope that you can be here next week with us again with another super fun and awesome podcast. Uh, please don't forget to follow the podcast in whatever uh, platform that you're using—Spotify or Apple or Amazon, YouTube, you know, whichever one. Please don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get notified when the next episode is posted. And please also share our podcast so more people can come and learn Spanish with Carla. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And hasta la vista. Hasta pronto. Bye-bye. Adios.